Hello, what's your emergency? Well, can you help with absolutely everything? Yes, what's the situation? I'm going through an existential crisis. The world does not make sense to me. I just have so many questions and I... Hello? Hello? Unbelievable. We'll have to start a podcast instead. Hello, hi, hello everyone, assalamualaikum everyone, hola, como estais? I hope and I pray every single one of you is doing amazingly well. First of all, I just wanted to say thank you to every single one of you that listened to the last episode, that shared, that comment, that talked to me in the DMs. You are all amazing and fantastic. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Okay, last time I forgot to intro the podcast. Can you actually believe? Simple, simple task and I forgot. But today... I have notes. I do have notes. And the first thing that says on it is intro. <laughs> so for what's worse, hi, welcome back. You're listening to a Point Zero podcast and my name is Mariam. I'm so happy that you're here and I'm back here whispering in your ears. Yay. So first of all, I wanted to say that I am not having a great day and it's 5pm. <laughs> it's Sunday, 5pm. I'm just recording the episode right now. I don't know if I'm going to have time to, <laughs> to edit it. I don't have energy, but I'm doing my very best, okay? I'm just using my last midget of energy on this podcast. Let's do it. What are we talking about today? Do you remember that I was going to talk about mental health, whether you liked it or not? Here's the first episode. We're talking about mental health. Today we're talking about the stigmatization of mental health and therapy. So even before we begin to talk about this, let's do some, let's do definitions. So as Mr. Google said, mental health includes our emotional, psychological and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel and act. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others and make choices in life. Our mental health is important in every stage of our life. Now that we have this, I should say that when I talk about the stigmatization of mental health, I'm actually referring to the stigmatization of mental health issues. So, another definition. What are mental health issues or rather, should we say, disorders? So, there are nearly 200 mental health disorders listed in the DSM. It stands for Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Health Disorders. But some of the main groups of mental health disorders include mood disorders such as depression and bipolar disorders, anxiety disorders, personality disorders, psychotic disorders such as psychophrenia, eating disorders, trauma-related disorders such as post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and substance misuse disorders. So, I believe most of us are very used to, or not used to, but we know a lot about mood disorders and anxiety disorders, and maybe also about personality disorders, right? So, we know about depression, know about anxiety, and probably we also suffer from them, right? I wanted to say, although we might think that some of the other disorders, like group of disorders, are not so common in our environment, I can bet you that you know at least one person with, with each of these disorders. For example, when we talk about psychotic disorders such as psychophrenia, in our community we always talk about gin and toys and people that had like problems with genes. And we know that we as Muslims we believe in genes. And that is very possible that you can have mental problems that are caused by genes. But also it could be psychophrenia. Eating disorders, I can't say that I have not known personally someone that has eating disorders, but I've heard from, I've heard 
about people that have it in our community, in my close circles, trauma-related disorders, we all know. We all know at least one person that has this type of disorder. And substance abuse disorders, oh my God, don't let me get, don't get me started about it. Because I am absolutely certain that we all know somebody like that. And people talk about it as in, and that's why he lost his mind. He's always talked about men as well, I should say that. So yeah, as I always say, of course, each of these topics deserve its own in-depth episode. But, as my sister says, I keep talking about things and then saying, it definitely needs its own episode, but I'm serious. I'm serious. Each, we, we literally need 30 minutes for us to talk about each of these topics. And today, we're focusing on the stigma around mental health and therapy. So let's go into it. So, we know that everyone is talking about mental health right now. We know that everyone is either talking, affected, or in some type, shape, or way, involved in some type of mental health conversation. Hey, this is Maya from the future. I'm so sorry to interrupt the conversation so abruptly, but I was, at so this point I was going, I was talking about how mental health issues are growing faster than ever. And I was editing because I went on a complete run that kind of didn't make sense. And it disappeared. And I can't bring it back. So yeah, this is just to give a heads up. The following conversation is relating to why mental health issues are growing faster than ever. Back into the episode. Now, why is it Why is it growing so fast? Is it because of capitalism? Could be. Is it because we spend a lot of time just doing work, doing so many things that don't have anything to do with taking care of our mental? Could be. Is it because we are so connected and disconnected from the world? Could be. <laughs> is it because we are lonely even though we are more connected than we've ever been? Could be. It could be one of them. It could be multiple of these ones that I mentioned. Or it could be all of them. The only thing that is true is that it is a problem and it must be addressed. Um, it seems that with, with the growing number of mental health issues, we also had a growing... Um, we also had the growing of advocacy for mental health right and you think that we are better positioned but yes we are i'm not gonna lie we are a better position than we've ever been but there's a lot of work to do there is a lot of work to do i'm just talking about it one day so why is this stigma what is stigma what is this stigma that she keeps taking and she keeps talking about well mental health stigma refers to the social disapproval or when society plays shame on people who live with a mental health with mental health illness or seek help for emotional distress i should stop here and say that why is there a stigma around mental health like in plain words what i've seen what are the conversations that i have with my with my friends with other people that are interested in this like we all came to the same conclusion it looks like people that have mental health disorders are weak or they have not been able to handle something that everyone is handling which i think is so unfair so unfair and without context like mental health issues come from many 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 places we don't know we literally don't know and the stigma around mental health is not only limited to people we don't know or people that are not close to us, like so-and-so that we talk about. No, the stigma is also around ourselves because... Can we go, can you go and talk to your parents about you feeling down, you not feeling very happy? Can you go and talk to your closest friends and tell them that you are borderline depressed or anxiety is it's taking the best of you that you cannot cope with this anymore that you have panic attacks can you do that without people looking at you somehow 
Of course, it's something to be worried about, but it's also something so common that I feel that the stigma places a hold in you that makes whatever you're feeling much worse. And there's also a part that I've seen a lot is this belief that if you have all this sadness, all this sorrow and kind of this like an assumption that religion should be enough for you to, to just deal with this because everyone goes with, through things in life and we deal with religion. Like, don't get me wrong, like I'll read Quran and my heart is a peace. But sometimes you need more than that. Sometimes you need much more than that. Sometimes you need to seek help. Sometimes it's just not enough. And we have to be upfront about this. Being having mental health issues has nothing to do with your religiosity, with how close to God you are. It has nothing to do with it. Everyone deals with it for different reasons and everyone experiences it differently. So mental health stigma is definitely tied to culture. Depending on which culture you have grown up in, this stigmatization is going to be completely different. I found this website that was talking about mental health and culture, and it said that there's four things that we should bear in mind when we talk about culture and mental health. This is number one. Okay. Every culture has a different way of looking at mental health. For many, there is a stigma around mental health. And mental health challenges are considered a weakness and something to be hidden. It's considered something that you should hide. So basically, this is something that we all know we exist and it can affect people, but you should hide it. Like, is that not interesting? It says something about us. You see something that is, is shameful, that you shouldn't be having this. And now that you have it, please hide it. Horrible. Number two is understanding the symptoms. Every, like, depending on the environment that you grow up, depending on the culture that you live, you, you will understand mental health symptoms and signs differently. Culture can influence how people describe and feel about the symptoms. I always hear about, I always hear like all the women talking about Buturambuyi, Sondontora, and I don't know how to translate this, sorry. But most of these things is just like, I have this content, constant worry, constant sorrow, and I don't know what it's about. Technically, there's nothing wrong with my life. Oh, there might be something wrong with your life, and you can pinpoint it. But there's this constant sorrow, something that doesn't let you quite live fully. But we, we just, we just describe it differently. So that's, that's what we say, like the way that we understand it. And for example, if one of our moms, aunties, oh, I'm talking about women now, but I also want to talk about men or our uncles, fathers go to hospital now and they say, I have this, cont-, like they describe it in the words that we use to describe um, our sadness, our sorrow, or we could say our depression or anxiety or panic attacks, if we were to describe it in our words, like, like you can't forget about this, but forget about the, the language barrier. Like just, just the language barrier is a lot. But if we were to describe the symptoms that we have, the way that we understand it, there could be a possibility that the GPs in here wouldn't understand this as depression. They, they, they would understand it as something else. The following two points don't have a lot to do with the stigma, but to be honest, neither did the, first, the second one, the one that I just talked about, but I think they are important and crucial to understand mental health in community. Point three was community support, <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> so basically, cultural factors can determine how much support someone gets from the family and community when it comes to mental health. I can say that in my community, you will not get a lot of support. If you talk about your mental health issues, like you also can be, depending on how you talk about mental health issues, I should give this to the women in my family and in my environment and in my culture, because there is a huge sisterhood and community that when people are, like I've seen my mom just talking with her friends, 
for hours and hours and hours. And although you can never diagnose anybody, but just like see my mom giving them advice. Some people, there's some women you can see that she is struggling with her mental health and she probably has depression or something similar to that. I could see how much support these this women were giving to each other. Like they would just be talking about the things that you can do and how they understand how, how they deal with these things. Because mental health is not a thing that just happened now. It's been happening for years and years and years and everyone is dealing with it. So the community support is so important. So as I say, in my community, you will not get a lot of support. Behind closed doors and your close friends, as I was saying with my mom and her friends, you will probably get someone that understands you, that says like, oh, she's very tired or oh, she like she is going through a lot and we should help her and we should listen to her but i kind of feel like it never goes beyond that and then i see like in the in the wider sense of it i don't see the support of it in the community what do we do with people that have psychic uh, disorders most most of the, the things that i've seen is that these people get sent to gambia they get sent to for people to read them quran they literally are labeled as these people have jinan I don't know how people say it, but basically that is um they have mental issues because of genes and that is most of the time this is the 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 path they follow. This is this is what they follow. So basically they will send them to Colombia or they will send them to someone in here who will read the Quran to them. And I also had I had this like you cannot hand this type of disorders to the, the to the white people or to the white GPs because they wouldn't know how to handle it. How about if you use both? Because Quran is Shifa. Quran is something that heals us and we know that. How are we to use the Quran? But we also use scientific methods and we put both of them together. What are the possibilities that we get better results? Please, let's free ourselves from the shackles of using only one method and also from the shackles of following the same thing that we've always followed. Like, can we change? We are allowed to change. And the fourth point that I wanted to say is resources. When looking for mental health treatment, you want to talk to someone that understands your specific experience and concern. So that's why I want to talk a bit more later on. So when you are looking for help about your mental health disorders, who can help you? You don't want to go to someone and try to explain what, like, try to explain your symptoms, try to explain how you're feeling with the language that you know. Read first of all, risking that they don't understand you risking that they misdiagnose you and then if any of these two things happen then getting some further help like getting a therapist and then having to explain your whole culture and your whole uh, your whole being to that person because not only do you have to explain your symptoms and how you feel but you also need to explain all your background for them to understand what this makes you feel like that which is uh, what i'm trying to say is that finding a professional who understands your culture, your background, your religion is essential for you to go for you to get the help that you need and deserve. Going back to stigma, the other thing that I think is very important when talking about people that have grown up in the West, one type of stigma we get is not a stigma, I should call this and misunderstanding. I think it's I should call it a misunderstanding, which is also tied to stigma, but maybe you are dealing with things that your parents have never dealt with and i'm saying this because your parents 
I'm telling and how dealt with things that you you have not you know know nothing about. But because of this difference, these differences in dealing with different mental health issues, you might not understand. You you and your friends might not understand each other. It could be that you are feeling depressed because of your life in the West, or because of something different, or because of your experiences at school, or your experiences at work, or your experiences in different places, places that your friends have never been. And then when you try to say that this is what's causing all my issues, my mental health problems, your friends will dismiss it. Not because they don't care about you, they do care about you, I hope. But because they don't understand. As well as, I don't know if, if this happens because I see that most of our friends don't like to just put their sorrows on us. But if if our friends come here and, and tell us about different things that they've dealt with, we might think, like, I don't understand. I don't understand why you're feeling this about this. Like, for example, yeah, let me let me give you a, 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 a fun example. So, for example, when your parents don't understand why you're so depressed about not having a job, but you are the one that decided to quit your perfectly fine job. Which is also not understanding that that perfectly fine job was the one that was making you depressed in the first place. But you have to think like, for example, the, the, the work thing that I mentioned, you have to think work security for them is such a big thing. And they might have gone through, through times in their life that they didn't have a job. And thinking about quitting a job just because you don't feel okay in this job is something unimaginable in the head. And we, <laughs> I'm talking about me as millennials and Gen Cs, we don't only see it as job security. We see it as how does it make me feel? How does it help? How does it affect my mental health? What impact am I making? And if all of these boxes are not taking in the way that you want, you might quit. And your parents are looking at you like, I don't understand why you would do this. And put yourself in this situation. And they're so worried about it. But in reality, they're just reflecting it back to them. And they don't understand things. So that's what I'm saying about this this clash on not understanding each other's issues, each other's difficulties, each other's struggles. So for people that understand this, they'll probably not go to their parents or older people or people that don't understand the circumstances about their mental health struggles. Because they're so worried of their feelings being dismissed and not validated. Which I absolutely understand. It's not only a clash between generations, it's a clash between cultures, a clash between experiences, a clash between many, many factors that is not just about generation. Like, for example, all parents have experienced racism in a slightly different way that we've experienced it. I, maybe I'm generalizing here, but I think that our parents have experienced racism and have been so resilient about it, but also so quiet about it. When for us, it's just like, Oh my god, this makes me so angry and I need to speak about it. I need to fight my fight and it's completely different to them. So it's the same racism and we've lived it differently and we act upon it differently. So yeah, there's there might be this there might there might be this misunderstanding between us and other generations that will make this communication and this kind of coming clean with your mental health issues a bit complicated. There's another thing which I just wanted to mention just a tiny bit. <laughs> but it's transgenerational trauma. Okay, <laughs> I'm coming with another definition. So transgenerational trauma also refers as this has a this has a lot of a lot of names. So you can call it generational trauma, transgenerational trauma, intergenerational trauma, and multi generational trauma. What the hell? All of these things mean the same thing. Anyways, <laughs> it's defined as the trauma that gets passed down from those who directly experience. An incident uh, into other generations. 
Intergenerational trauma might begin with a traumatic event affecting an individual. Traumatic events affecting multiple family members or collective trauma affecting large communities. And this get passed down through generations. To put it in layman's terms, your grandma went through a traumatic event. It got passed down to your mom and it's passed down to you. Now you have mental health issues that might be expressed in a very different way that are expressed in your grandma and your mom. And you don't know what, what is causing this stress. This is something that can't pass. Can, this is, <laughs> I don't want to swear, but you know how fucked up that is? I always think, because <laughs> I always talk about maternal health, but Gambia has always had problems with maternal health. But imagine, like, our grandmas, oh, I'm going to say grandmas, not grandfathers, our grandmas going through a traumatic childbearing process or something like that because the health system was bad or whatever. That was traumatic for him. It was so traumatic that you inherited it from your mom. <laughs> so three generations. Do you know how? I, yeah, I'm, I actually I know that I'm repeating the same thing, but it literally blows my mind. It does blow my mind. So you are now dealing with this trauma, right? It's expressed in different ways. It can't be expressed by anxiety, by being alert all the time, by having panic attacks. It can be expressed by having behavioral um, disorders. And this, this, I don't want to say it has nothing to do with you, but it kind of has nothing to do with you. It's nothing that you've experienced. It's something that you inherited from your grandmother. <laughs> it's mad. It's mad. And I'm, I'm so passionate about this because it's very relevant to all of us. So basically, everyone Everyone, literally everyone, is susceptible to generational trauma. But there are specific populations that are vulnerable due to the histories. Hold on. Being systematically exploded. (laughs) Enduring racism. Poverty. (laughs) Are all extreme traumatic enough to cause genetic changes. Like, you go through these things. No, not you. Your grandparents go through these things. It changes the genetical makeup and it's passed down to you. Why is this so important? Because if I'm talking to people that are kind of like me, we've, our parents, our grandparents have experienced colonialism, they have experienced poverty, the severest poverty, they have experienced, um, what's it called, abuse. They have experienced a lot of abuse and that has kind of nothing to do with you. I also wanted to say, trigger warning, people that have experienced domestic violence, sexual assault, sexual abuse and hate crimes are more susceptible to pass down trauma to generations. So just think, just think, okay, I'm not going to say more about this, but just think about the people that came before your parents, the people that came before your grandparents and the amount of shit they have to ensure. They pass that down to you. Is that not enough to be angry? What do you think? Why do you think we are all dealing with so many issues? Why are we all anxious? Why are we all alert all the time? Why? 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 Why, 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 why? And this is what this podcast should be called. Why? So, if we are all kind of affected in some type, shape, or way by mental health issues, I'm talking about, I'm talking to my, um, to my younger people now. Why are we not in therapy? Why? <laughs> I keep asking, why are we not in therapy? Like, why is... If we're talking about stigmatization of health, we talk about that culture has a big 
like is the main character <laughs> in the stigmatization of health. Why are we the youngsters, the young people, also stigmatizing this? I bet we know more. We should know more. We have the internet. We have the internet. We have the resources, and we literally advocate for mental health. But then we do not do anything about our mental health. If I were to tell you guys I'm in therapy, or I were to tell people I'm in therapy, some people would be okay. But some people will be like, oh my god, she probably has a, like, a big problem. And this, no, I don't have a big problem. I'm in therapy because I have a lot of anxiety. But why are you not in therapy when you have similar problems to me or worse? So basically, what I'm trying to say is that as we as young people, we understand mental health and we understand that it's very common. And we understand that a lot of people can go through it. But we, we kind of don't think about it as ourselves. You can't be like, yeah, I'm a bit depressed. Yeah, I'm an, I have a lot of anxiety. But it kind of feels like we are struggling to take that step further into therapy. Like, yeah, mental health is a thing. Yeah, I'm suffering from it. But therapy is a bit too much. So, <clears throat> why do we wait until we break down to even consider therapy? No, I'm not talking about COVID. Just to even consider therapy. Shouldn't we be more proactive? Like, if we know that this thing, there's, a, there's something that worries me, there's something that I think is not quite right, and I think I should do something about it. Shouldn't I go to therapy? Like, I'm actually throwing this question to all of you guys. Shouldn't we all be in therapy, becoming healthier and better versions of ourselves? Please go to therapy. <laughs> so, I just, I'm actually asking this question. So, what is the reason, apart from it being expensive? Because honestly, therapy is expensive. It is expensive. It is worth it, but it's expensive. So there is a lot of, um, I think I'm going to put some links in the bio for you to try to access therapy in a more affordable way or through the GP or um, affordable ways, basically. Um. So yeah, my question is this. Why are you not in therapy? Do you think you don't need it? Are you sure? You really think you don't need it? <laughs> I guess my last question is, and I can't stress this enough, I'm really expecting you guys to please talk to me in the comments, please, or in the DMs, please. <laughs> my last question is, what can we do about the stigmatization of mental health? What can we do to allow people to be more open about the struggle with mental health? What can we do to improve this? What can we do to improve this? In my humble opinion, there's two easy things that we can do. The first one is listening to our loved ones. So once someone comes to you and tells you I have this issue and you kind of think that this has something to do with the mental health, instead of just, because if they come to you, like first of all, that's a big mad step. Like they jump through all the stigma that mental health comes with. They went and they told you about the issues. So first of all, just listen. Don't make it about yourself. Listen, validate the feelings. Let them know that the feelings are important. So yeah. If you think that the person didn't take offense to it, perhaps you could also tell them to maybe consider therapy because there's only so much that you can do for them just listening. But they might need a professional somebody. You need to think about yourself as well because how much can you take? And number two is be an advocate for mental health. Do we want to end with this stigma? Be an advocate for mental health. Like, not only with your friends, but also with your parents and with the older generation and with the people at mosque and with the community at large, if you see someone dismissing mental health issues, be the person that says, um, okay, let's talk about this. I don't think that's quite right. Be the person that speaks up. 
if this is too much, obviously everyone would, would deal with it differently. But perhaps in smaller groups, if if you're not comfortable with just being very vocal about things, just do your small bit, educate the people around you, or at least educate yourself to be more informed about it. If if you are dealing with mental health issues and there's something that has helped you, perhaps consider just sharing that with other people, with your closest people. It is like obviously I'm not telling you like just go and shout about your mental issues everywhere. No, no at all. No, no, not at all. I'm just saying like has every single one of you of us have a responsibility to improve this mess that we've all done, or maybe this is not like this is not something we created, but we are responsible to kind of fight against the stigma that mental health has we are responsible absolutely every single one of us has some responsibility to eliminate the stigma and i am not going to sit here and be naive and pretend that only by doing some advocacy and only by telling people to go therapy the stigma is going to end because it's so strong that it's just impossible to end with it but nothing is small like every bit counts every bit comes like be like today go to your friends and tell them tell them like i'm here for you even if your friends have no visible signs of anything just be like if you ever want to talk about anything i'm here for you i think i would have loved in some instances of my life i would have loved for people to just tell me like if there's anything wrong with you or anything that you want to just speak about please let me know and like you wouldn't believe how much that means to a person like you could that person could be in the worst in the worst moment of their life and only by you saying this you actually lift them up if you see someone that you see some change in their behavior obviously don't go to people and tell them is anything wrong with your mental health gonna help you <laughs> imagine imagine if anyone comes to you i'm just actually slapping you what do you mean but yeah i think um just try like like these two things listening to your people and being an advocate for mental health these are things that we can start doing right now we don't need anything we don't need money we don't need uh resources we don't even need to move from our place like as you're listening to this grab your phone and do something about mental health share a post from instagram (laughs) people think that that is does nothing but sometimes it does so yeah as this episode is coming to its end I realized it's a bit shorter than the other ones, but you know what? As I said in the beginning, I don't have any energy. And I feel like my thoughts have been <laughs> all over the place. But anyways, just to recap. Actually, I don't want to recap. I just have one, one, one sentence to say. It's us, all of us, against the stigma around mental health issues. And I think we are strong enough to win this battle. But let's do it, please. Let's do it all together. So this is the first mental health related episode and although it was a bit big and it touched into multiple things, I think it was important to start with stigmatization of mental health because when we get in depth into all the topics, which I have all the topics that I want to talk about, some of them, actually, some of them are um, about intergenerational trauma, I think <laughs> you have sensed my, um, my passion about this topic. <laughs> You have some compassion, so in the international trauma, how we deal with mood and psychosis disorders, like, there's a conversation on its own, honestly. Like, the other day, um, I had someone, I had overheard a conversation, and they were talking about this person that apparently, like, in what seemed to me. It kind of seemed like the person had a substance abuse disorder. So basically, they were saying that this person just did it to himself. 
which actually it just my it just boiled my my blood because they didn't think about any of the situation of this young boy because he was a young boy but basically they came to the west on its own there was so much responsibility on his head like he couldn't get he couldn't get papers from the country he was living in he couldn't get that he couldn't get money and still he was receiving calls from everywhere telling kb honey to work your mom needs money and apparently allegedly this young boy has substance misuse problems so basically he was smoking marijuana and apparently he was consuming all the type of drugs so the conversation the whole of the conversation boiled down to the fact that if he didn't have this issue if he wouldn't have this issue all his other problems would be solved <laughs> i'm just laughing because this is actually there's so many factors they just dismissed like they, they didn't think about the system the systematic problems that had been think about how much this boy because i'm just saying boy because <laughs> this is like i have so much love for my little boys um and he was he was not a boy he was probably older than me you know <laughs> but anyways i was like do you even think about how many fucked up shit this boy had to deal with before even like getting involved with this type of um substance nobody cared <laughs> so yeah there's another topic that i want to talk about so that actually had to do with one of the topics that i'm super super passionate about which is men and boys mental health um i definitely think that i cannot talk about this on my own because if it, uh, i'm not a man i'm not a boy there's someone missing in this conversation i would love to have this conversation with with men and boys <laughs> so yeah inshallah um the other thing that i didn't say on my last episode is like i am more than happy for people to come to this podcast like i am more than happy so if you if i hit you up just say yes <laughs> But yeah, I wanted to say that I'm more than happy for people to come to this podcast to discuss different topics. And also, um, when I wanted to do this podcast, I wanted a co-host. I never got to, like, I never could think of anybody that could just be a co-host with me. So if you out there <laughs> think that you want to be a co-host, I will be more than happy to have you here. I don't know how we will do it, but we'll make it work. It's not that. We will definitely make it work. So yeah, inshallah. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what you think about all of the things. I feel like there's a lot of information, but at the same time, everyone was like very. We never like there's nothing that we touched in there. So um, soon inshallah. But yeah, just let me know what you think. Please let me know. Let me know what you think. I'm actually actually let me make let me stress it. Let me know what you think. I need to know. I need to know because maybe i'm just talking rubbish and people are just like yeah <laughs> do you think it don't make sense but please talk your shit <laughs> but yeah anyways thank you for listening talk to me in the dms at at point zero podcast i said it right this time and hopefully see you next week inshallah thank you bye